Hi, you guys. This is Latrice Rogers from Bell Collective, and you guys are tuned in to Suave Sessions. Going for season one and like the last blow up in season one was the Marie situation. For that to still be going into like new seasons, have y'all, have you tried mending or is it just like a lost cause at this point? Are y'all to a place where you're cool and cordial or let's just not do this anymore? <laughs> I think that we're at a place where we're good on each other. Um, yeah, she has an underlying issue with me, whatever that is. Like, I can't control your thoughts and the way that you feel about me. I'm always the one willing to reconcile and to have a conversation with her. It's just when we do, mm -hmm. it goes another way because, you know, her feelings are strong about, you know, her truth is her truth and my truth is my truth. Right. Now, what I can say, like, I honestly thought that she was putting on for television because <laughs> she reached out to me off cameras because, you know, of course, we got season two. And we have two new bells, you know, which are amazing yeah. women. Well, you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sort of kind of amazing. No, they're amazing <laughs> no, they're women. Um. So she reached out, she reached out to me outside of the cameras and was like, hey, you know, let's form an alliance. And, you know, this is like we hadn't had a conversation like outside of the beef or anything. It was just like up at the blue call. And I'm like, OK, well, you know, maybe she is putting on for the cameras. But then, you know, I see her in person, maybe like a couple of weeks or a couple of months. And it's like she's damn near wanting to fight me. And I'm like, girl, where is all this energy coming from? It can't seem from the hair situation or you feeling like I went to a blogger, which I didn't about you. So, you know, it has to be a deeper issue with her. And I can't, you know, I can't sit there and puzzle my brain or even, I don't have the mental to, to wonder like what the fuck is going on between yeah. us. I don't care. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> and it's like when, from a viewer standpoint, because I know we only get like clips of what really happens. It's like, was it really, that big of a deal to like hold on to that for an entire season, drag it into the next season. And then it's like, well, you did this, you did that. And you're showing basically receipts saying that mm -hmm. I didn't do this. Mm -hmm. And it's still, well, your intent. <laughs> so it's like, we're looking in, it's like, she just, she really just does not like you. Yes. And like, it's so hard not to like me. Like I'm, I'm a Libra. You're you. Yeah. I'm you're me. You. Like, Exactly. And, you know, her like her reasons to me just wasn't great enough. So, you know, I know sometimes people automatically they meet you and they have issues with you. And, you know, there's just one of those things that you can't control in life. You know, you have people that don't like you just like in business, like not. 100% of the people are going to like your products. Just like they might not, everybody in the world may not like, you know, your magazine, which Swap is a great magazine. I mean, we've but... twice. <laughs> I'll run it back. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it is amazing. But I mean, everybody's not, you're not going to get 100% of the support, you know, just like right. with my business. So I just, I'm, I'm good on her.
So we're good on her. We're, we're, we are good on her, honey. We, we just pray she get a man, honey. Maybe that's the situation. I don't know. I can. You single? Oh. I've seen the test. I'm good. <laughs> Look, I'm good on her, too. Oh. But it's, I think it's interesting. It's seeing your growth. Um, and I hate to say a hood store, but that's how <laughs> your store was called um, by some people on the show. What? Um, Who said that? I mean, but you grew. <laughs> you moved your store into a different location, a much bigger location. Um, again, we asked this question the first time. Going from, going from your trunk, to now, like, a bigger expansion. Mm -hmm. Like, what does this feel like? Because this is all the last couple of years. Yes. Um, so, to me, it feels surreal. You know how you, you're you used to so much turmoil and just it, nothing goes right in your life. And then when everything starts going right, you questioning yourself, like, is this supposed to happen? Am I supposed to be in this position? So, you know, and it's scary because, when every it's like when every single thing goes right and you know my mom tells me she's like it's god's favor but i'm like it just feels so weird so i'm still trying to get like used to that feeling of yeah. like everything was hell like i don't know if god prepared me for this and was like i'm gonna take you through hell to get you to you know heaven mm -hmm. and that's what i'm in now and i'm just moving with emotions and i want to continue to grow my business like you know god is lynch like it it's my baby mm -hmm. and it enabled me to do so much more like you know i had so much money you just you know on hand so i started investing in real estate so we do me and my husband we do airbnbs we buy property we own like over 400 acres of land and, you know, we built a home on our land. Like, we just, we're trying to do, like, generational wealth. So, yeah. anything that I feel like can, you know, give me that, that's what we're pushing towards. So, it's how, how tricky was it? Because, again, when everything, when everything is going wrong, it's hard to get into a mindset of success. Mm. So, how did you, how did you change that trajectory from? Feeling like everything is going wrong, everything mm -hmm. is a loss, everything is just happening to you. To everything is going well, everything is winning, everything is happening for you. How do you? How did you change that mentality in that process to like be where it is now, where we're going to win, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and a positive mentality while still kind of teetering on that something is going to go wrong at some point. So for me, where it started off at is meditation. And I know a lot of black people, we don't like to meditate, but for some reason, it just, you know, getting up in the morning, just clearing your head and not thinking about nothing. It gives me a perspective of, it just opened up my horizon to so many different things. And meditation helped, of course, wine helped me, you know, that's always. <laughs> wine has helped everyone. Right, honey, yes. wine helped you through it. <laughs> But wine has helped me um, in meditation and just, you know, knowing that I can't go back to where I once was mm -hmm. and just always having that in the back of my mind and just, you know, just continuing to grind. Like, you know, every day I work, wake up, you know, I'm thinking about how I can grind to, you know, get to the next level. Like, it's never a, a moment where I'm not thinking about 
where my business could be. You know, I'm I'm never content. Does that does that interfere with like living in the moment of like current success, or do you not allow yourself to do that? Honestly, and that's what I need to do. Like, I don't celebrate my successes because it's still to me whatever I achieve is still mediocre because I never want to be complacent. I always want to feel like you know it's more that I can do, and if that's my fault, and I you. One thing I tell everybody, you know, you can tell yourself something. You can live live it yourself, but you will tell another person something else. You know, you always celebrate your accomplishments, like always. And that's just something that I don't do because in, in the back of my head, and it's crazy, I'm always struggling. Like, I don't ever want to go back to where I once was. Yeah. You know, yeah. because shit, I listen, if I go back that way, it, I don't feel like there's nothing that can, no. I'm a strong individual and I'm a fight like hell to not go back to where I once was. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just one of those things that I just have to, you know, figure out. And I think that's even personally, like, it's It's on the green. It's like, you, you know, you know what you want Mm -hmm. and you see the things that you want. And then I think in the process, you kind of get to the place of asking how mm-hmm. and asking how for a lot of people will deter them away from their want and how for other people motivates them closer to the wants. Um, when you're when you're in that, that the how moment or when you were in the how moment. What pushed you? Besides, mm-hmm. I don't want to go back. <laughs> okay, so when I was in a how moment, and it's honestly um, <laughs> something that I'm super embarrassed to tell, like my how moment was um, my husband at the time. We weren't married; we were like boyfriend and girlfriend. And he liked older women, you know, because he's older. He's 20 years older than me. And the women that he liked were like doctors and lawyers. And here I am and I'm in my 20s and I'm like, you know, hey, give me a chance. Like I'm not to their level yet, you know, and it's crazy because I never want a woman to be fueled by a man, you know, and I wish like I had a thought back you know, how I think now, and I would have been like, fuck that, you know, if he don't want me for who I am at 21, you know, then it is what it is, but I wanted him so bad because I love so hard, and I felt like I needed to do anything to keep my man, so that was my fuel, like, shit, let me, let me go in here, and, you know, oh, he want a doctor, I'm gonna be better than a doctor, you know, Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, doctor, lawyer, whatever, I can sell a t-shirt, and I can sell a warden, and I can make more money than them, so, you know, it is what it is, you know. That's, that's true. <laughs> uh, so, did that? How did that affect your relationship? Mm, I don't think that I even thought about how it affect my relationship. Um, even though it shouldn't have happened that way, but it did, and I'm glad that it did. Whatever fueled me to become successful, it is what it is, and I don't regret it. Um, with my husband, I did see a change. Like once I started making money, because you know I'm I'm self made. Like with my husband, he and I love him to death. But in the beginning, he he didn't believe in me because he's so much older. And what I was doing, he didn't recognize. It was like you know he come from 
working hard, you know, physical work, it takes 10, 12 years to get it in. When in my business, my second year, I'm selling over a million plus, you know, and he's looking at it like, you know, what the fuck? I, I doubted you. And that's just what it was. And, you know, a lot of people think that my husband financed me here. I wish he did. <laughs> you know, one thing. Well, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't, but it, it doesn't matter how many times he said that he did it. People still, you know, they still don't give me that credit. And that's all I want is my credit. Like, give me my credit. I worked hard for my shit. My husband didn't do a, a thing. If he did, I would be like, yep, he did. And what you going to do about it? Right, you know, what? It, that's my husband. What is it? I wish, man, somebody can finance me now. And I'll accept, <laughs> I accept it. That's just what it is. But he didn't. Um. But I saw him change in a sense of he felt like I was a, I would say like a, a, a potential wife. And that's when he actually proposed when I started making money. He saw the potential in me. He saw like, oh, this girl, she, you know, she's a winner. She's a go, she's a go getter because it's not many women that can walk in my shoes. You know, I, my husband is older, but I put him on to like real estate buying land, buying, you know, like I did all of that. Yeah. I'm in this, I'm in this relationship. I'm flipping these houses for him. Like, you know, he know it, it's, it's me. Right. It's, it's no other me. You know, if it make another me, it's impossible. Yeah, that's, that's not, that ain't happening. <laughs> it can't be two of us in the world. It, it can't be it's two of us. Out. No. That's, that's not <laughs> So, now you have you have the store, you have the line, the site looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, I mean, I'm not buying drinks. That's okay. But it's like everything just looks amazing. How do you stay on top of this? Like, how do you stay on top of this empire that you're creating? How do you do this day to day? Oh, it is hard, but you have to have a pro- your proper team in place. And that was another thing that I had to struggle with because, you know, you put people in place and they don't do what the fuck that they say that they're going to do. And, you know, here I am, like I have so much to do. So I have to piggyback and, and do your job because one thing about business, you need to figure out how to, how to do everything in your business yeah. for yourself. Yeah. So it's it's a balance, definitely. but. I mean, nevertheless, like, I just, you know, of course, Google is my best friend. You know, I still take classes. I don't feel like I can ever learn enough. You take what kind of classes? <laughs> I mean, I take, I still take, like, entrepreneur classes. Like, if I feel like, you know, okay, well, she knows something that I don't know. Like, I don't know everything in the world. Right. You know, my husband don't know everything in the world, even though he thinks that he does. And he's a great businessman. And I feel like I'm a great businesswoman. But I don't ever want to get so, so content because technology moves so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care how much money I make or whatever. I'm always willing to be a student. Yeah. You know, and that's just me. So I have to stay up on social media because I'm getting older. Social media changes so fast. It starts to, I'm like, how do you, how do you put these videos together? Like, it's so much stuff. I, I, have, I have a strong love-hate relationship with social media. Mm-hmm. Like, I just one, I tell myself I don't have the time, which I truly don't like to mm-hmm. deal with the posting and the editing and finding hashtags and captions mm-hmm. this time <laughs> of the day at this country. It's like, ugh. Yes. 
But you have no choice. Mm-hmm. You have to do it. You have to learn it. Like that's the only way that you're going to stay on top. And it's so it's so strategic. And you just you just have to be in the know the know how. Like you know, I got people in place to post for social media, but then I still have to know the, how to post for social media because. You may jump up and go any day, honey. I want to know how to do everything in my business. Yeah. So. Yeah. I posted, it's a, I posted at the wrong time one day. <laughs> you got like two two likes. And it was like, take that down until tomorrow. It's two o'clock in the morning. Nobody is up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like, yeah. You have to know them different apps where it would make your pictures look good. And, you know. You have to know email marketing, SMS marketing, like it's just it's so much that goes into the new world of selling products. And I'm you know, I'm in the business of selling products. Like we got Airbnbs and it sell itself. You know, you could just post it on um the Airbnb website and you know, you get people and give them a code and boom, it's simple, but with actually selling products in today's age, because it's so many people, like it's saturated with everything like magazines you got you know it's oh, overly saturated it's it's bad now to the point like you can get on like certain apps and just make your own magazine mm-hmm. based off of taking stuff from other websites and just create a magazine that gets delivered to you daily yes but like, you have to have that passion and that drive behind it like i i believe in my product my product speaks for itself just like you which is why your magazine is so successful and you know i love like making people beautiful and you know just seeing women and talking to them i don't ever feel like i ever get too big to sit there and talk to a customer i got a homeless lady that come to my store every day we give her makeovers and buy her food and everything like i don't ever want to be that person to where you know I dress a certain type of way. I look a certain type of way. So that means I have to act a certain type of way. That's not me. Yeah. You know, as you know, like, you know, I'm. it is what it is with me. <laughs> and that's what I said. I was like, I said, no, she's like real chill. Like, mm-hmm. it's, that's homegirl from brunch. Kind of chill. <laughs> like, this is going to be fun. <laughs> so not to get heavy, um, but this season you had the baby conversation with your husband mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants a baby like tomorrow. You're like, <laughs> let's give it some time because, like, that's not in the forefront of your mind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, how is that going? <laughs> it's going you know, when, once men are like, I want to have a baby. Oh, like, God. Let me take a Hold on. Uh. <laughs> There's no backing down at that point. Like, the rest of my shot. Because we go from you don't want kids and then you get like baby fever like that day and then you want a kid like the next day <laughs> so he's like is that how guys do yeah we don't we don't want kids until we want a kid okay well that explains it yeah, i don't i'm not inside of a guy's head i know how women think but not guys yeah no it's like it's it's a great idea but no nah. And then it's like the moment you want, it's like, look how a baby like that. <laughs> and it's because somebody more than likely has a baby around you and you like fall in love with them. I got five kids. What the hell you want with another baby? <laughs> look, you know, run it, run it. What, what do he want with another baby? He has five of them. I think it's that I think it's because it's not one with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's really just And that's what he says. Um what a baby looks like for me right now is non-existent. Um, 
I just I listen. I have so, me and my husband both. We work so much from sun up to sundown. This is our life. Like we wake up, we put on our clothes, we go to work. We may I may come home around seven or eight. He may come home around nine or ten. And at that time, we're either you know getting in the shower, getting in bed, and we go to sleep. And we wake up and we do the same thing over again. So where does a baby fit into that equation? Like. You know, I didn't grow up with a father and I felt like I was neglected and, you know, it was just a lot that went on in my childhood that, that you know, molded me to be the woman that I am today. And I don't want that for a child. I don't have the space, the mind space. I don't feel like I can be a great mother to a child. You know, I'm a great grandmother. My grandkids love me. They call me Grandma Trees. Grandma Trees. <laughs> so it's the concern. Mm-hmm. Well, not concern. Like your your reasoning. It's just the timing isn't right. Yes. So is this a later on down the line kind of timing, or is this just like a you know chill out? Like if it happens, it happens kind of thing. No, like, I'm a, I'm definitely a planner. Um, it's it may be a later on down the line. Like a lot of people, they ask me like, you know, um, you don't want to, they see me and be like, you don't want a baby by your husband. Did y'all not have that conversation when you guys, um, before you guys got married, we have every conversation in the world. Keep in mind, my husband met, we're, we have a 20 year age difference. My husband met me in my early twenties. So my mindset at 20 something, my mindset, even when we got married seven, eight years ago, well, seven years ago, almost eight, when we got married seven years years ago it's still not the same like I'm a woman I constantly change I have hormones honey I change like that (laughs) so (laughs) you know and tomorrow I may want a baby but right now I don't okay that's fair I mean it's so my thought process (laughs) what's the man what's the man's thought process when when anyone says not right now I don't got to take care of the kid. So if you say say not now for you, that's fine with me. (laughs) Because once you have it, then it's like, okay, we'll send you something every now and then. But that's still, that's your child. Mm -hmm. It's it's not my husband's child. Like my stepdaughter moved in with us and she's my child. Like she comes to me for everything. Any want, need. She has to go somewhere, event. She comes to me. She doesn't go to my husband. My grandkids. They are, they're there now. They don't run to my husband. They run to me when they want anything. So it's like they're my babies. So are you the, are you the pushover grandma? I am. I love my grandbabies. <laughs> they are so cute. I got to show you some pictures. Yeah. Yes. And they're afraid of him. Like, oh my God, this mean grandpa. But he's so loving. And, and that's, he has, he has the, he has the mean, like, not necessarily. Face, but that disposition from time to time. Mm-hmm. But then it's like you can see right through it. Mm-hmm. He's like he's it's, like a teddy bear. Right now, when he's when he when he's hard, he's hard. But when he's soft, he's super soft, and he's really loving at times. Yeah. Um. But he's definitely not a pushover. I don't, I'm not getting pushover from him at all. Mm-hmm. Like that's, <laughs> that's that's not that's not there. Mm-mm. Um. Your conversation with your mom. Um. You were talking about like your life and everything that you went through. Um, from your brothers to your dad um, to like life now as a married woman and like trying to figure that role out. Mm-hmm. Um, has your has your life now brought you closer to your mom that you're growing more into womanhood? 
Um, with my mom, me and our relationship has always been close. Like I go to my mom for anything, you know, because family is family. Like when you're in a world that I'm in, it's hard to keep people close because you don't you don't know who's for you and who's against you. But one thing about mom, you know, mom is always 100 and she's gonna always keep it real with me. And she's not gonna sugarcoat anything. She might call my husband up and be like, "Listen, you got my baby up," you know, and. And the thing that I love and respect about my mom and my husband is, like, my husband may, we may be going toe-to-toe, but when my mom calls, he jumps in line. Like, he's going to be like, okay, what, what? listen, I'm, I have a whole change of mind. You know, so my mom, like, our relationship is still the same because it's it's always been that, like, a mother's daughter relationship. I go to her for whatever, and she loves me unconditionally. She doesn't judge. You know, she respects my marriage. She respects whatever it is that I have going on, whether it's the TV show. She backs me 100 percent. And, you know, she's a, she showed me how to be a strong woman, the woman that I am today, because she did it all along with six kids. You know, I've seen her go through, you know, the situation with my dad and him being on drugs and my brothers like, you know, I don't know how it feels to have a child. And that's another reason why I don't want a child, because I know with black males, it's hard to raise a black male. Like my brothers were in the streets and two of them were taken, you know, in the streets. And she had a major effect on my mom. It had a major effect on me. And they were just my brothers. Like that's something that's a pain that you never get over. I think when I say I think about my brothers every single day. And they've been dead for years. Yeah. And it's crazy how you can still carry that and think about them daily. Yeah. You know. Oh, my older brother was killed in ninety eight. And I'm pretty sure you think it it was up until maybe a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Where like just around that date would just be depressing. Mm-hmm. So I had to get to a point where it's like I can't continue to let a date affect my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't realize it's happening. It's like, you really sit down and try to figure out, like, why am I getting in this mood now? And this is, like, weeks away. It's mm-hmm. like, you're preparing to be yes. sad. But it's it's a lot. You don't get over it. No. Um, there's always the what-if questions or what could have been done differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't change anything. There's nothing you can do about it. No. But it doesn't stop affecting you. No. That's an effect that you will have for the rest of your life because that sibling bond or that child bond is is none other. Like it's no comparison because my siblings are my world. Like I know they got my back one hundred percent when nobody else. They my riders. Like you know, even on social media, they don't even tell me half the stuff people say about me on social media because they go in. They like oh, we, you know, because they know me. Yeah. You know, I I go hard for my family. My family is my world. It's nothing that I have that they can't get. You know. Is there is there a point or has there been a point yet where you're just like. I don't do this TV thing no more. Mm. Like, I'm done. I didn't do this anymore. <laughs> y'all have my nerves. I don't care. I don't really like y'all. Every day for me. <laughs> like, I don't really like that. Like, that is every single day for me. Um, one thing about it, when it comes to reality TV, I know a lot of people, they pretend, you know, it's like fake it till you make it. But when it comes to me, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that the women are faking it till they make it. But, you know, I know in certain cases that's what it is but for me 
I, everything that I was doing before the show, everything that I'm doing on the show, I did it before the show. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot because I'm I'm a leader and I'm so peaceful. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't like confrontation. I just like to fucking get money and I like to fix my man, you know. This, this show is giving you everything that you don't want. Man. Yeah. It's like, what is going on? Did I sign up for this? But I always look at the bigger picture like, okay, my business is good, but it can always be better. So this is a platform, you know, you can't pay for this type of advertising. So right. stick it out. Stick it out. But every day, if you go through my phone, I probably cuss every producer out like, what you got me up? You know, like, literally. <laughs> everybody know that. Everybody know their name. This might be like, bitch one, bitch two, you got me up. They know exactly who I be talking to. And it's amazing. Like, when I say certain stuff, they know. They know who it is. They know who it is. It's about the tone of my voice. Because y'all have, y'all have moments in, like, outings and little group settings. Where it's like you can literally walk in the door and be like, nope, and turn around and walk back out. Oof. And I just be, I sit and watch and like, yeah, no idea what about to walk into. Mm. And then it's like you get drug in. For instance, the Glenn situation at the birthday party, and your husband got drug in. You can see his face <laughs> like trying to get out of it. She's like, you're right, you're right. You're right. You're right. You right. You did not know how to take that. It's so. Just trying to find an escape route. Yeah. It wasn't working. How, like, I know it's, it's crazy. I know it's a show. Mm-hmm. How do you balance that? How do you, how do you say, I'm not going to let your shit become a problem in my house? Easy. It's a fucking job. Man, it's the simplest question you don't ask. It's a job. Outside of filming? I see y'all hoes. Look, you that that's just what it is. We we work together. And matter of fact, if you don't want to film with me, that's cool, girl. There's less headache I need. But but and you know, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not, but it's a fucking job. It's a job. Yeah. Okay. I ain't, I ain't, I don't think about you outside. So your problems are not my problems. My my husband and my family are my problems. My business is my problem. I can't consume myself with what you got going on, who's cheating on you, how you feel about me. If you feel like I did this to you, girl, I don't, girl, I don't care. I don't care about nothing you have going on, and that's how I stay sane because I really don't give. A yeah, you have to not. <laughs> you have to. You have to not. <laughs> so, Fair Street Project. <laughs> Ask about that damn Fair Street project. <laughs> Fair Street project. Um, because our understanding that was like the premise of the show. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna revamp this street that is historically black and take it back. You're so fun. I need another drink <laughs> behind but, that with the damn Pharisee like, project. But it's it's still looking like, like it was looking <laughs> um, like it was looking first season. There's there's a lot of conversations. New girl came in and just like stole it from the little girl. So it's like it's her project. New girl was like, yeah. So I had this thing, the Pharisee project that we're going to do, and we're looking like, girl, that's your project. Uh, <laughs> and she said back just. Smiling and cheering. 
is. <laughs> <laughs> I love my castmates. I love y'all. If y'all see this, that y'all are amazing, beautiful women. <laughs> with a plan. With a plan. Is Ferris Street ever going to do anything outside of what is like? Is there is there movement? Is there can we blame it on COVID and say that like COVID kind of like slowed down progress? Ooh, we blame everything on COVID, honey. Let's do that because Let, let's blame it on COVID. So, for instance, why, why not? <laughs> Why not? Have you thought of putting a location on Ferris Street? No. <laughs> um, Tisha presented that idea. I entertained it. But in the end, um, I don't think Ferris Street is for me. Now, it's an amazing ideal and amazing opportunity for whoever wants to come on Ferris Street whenever they start the development of it. Um, I think that it's just it's a lot more to it and it's a lot more detailed um, than people may think that it is. Now, Tisha, I do know for sure that it was a strong passion of hers. Like she went hard for Fair Street. Um, you know, it didn't work. So, hey, you know, uh, Letitia, Inter wait, Pearson, is it Pearson Enterprise or Letitia? Letitia Pearson Enterprise. One of them. Some type of enterprise. It's, it's, it's enterprise. It's an enterprise. It's enterprising, honey. <laughs> but um, you know, like she does so much more. Like it's like, okay, Fair Street didn't work out. And, you know, she's booked and busy. And, you know, she has her bell buzzman, her um speaking engagements, which she's actually here she's now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so if you need to get out of jail, honey, call my girl. <laughs> Um, I think Akeisha came in and she does have the better connects, but it's still that thing of, you know, putting it together and it's a process. So it's kind of, you know, Ferris Street is still Ferris Street. I don't know how, look, I'm trying to go all around it's, the world to say what the fuck I don't want to say. <laughs> It's Ferris Street. It's Ferris Street. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ferris Street is Ferris Street. Yeah, that part. Okay. But they're amazing women. They're amazing women. And um, they try. So, because mm -hmm. I you know, like, Black Wall Street, mm -hmm. um, the issue is a lot of the buildings are now owned by other people. Mm -hmm. And, like, businesses bought the buildings, even though they're not selling them. They pretty much bought the blocks so they can tear it down and do what they want to do. <laughs> Look, we need another shot with this conversation. <laughs> Honey, Ferris Street is Ferris Street. It's going to continue Ferris Street. Yeah. Because um, it just... It's, it's there. There's a lot of brunches. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of brunches. And there's a lot of development planning on Ferris <laughs> Street. But it's just it's Listen, Ferris Street. Right. And one thing about me, whatever I say that I'm going to do, I do it. Um, Ferris Street was just not a passion of mine. Even you know, it was That's Tisha's fair. dream, and Akeisha, um, her family owns property on Ferris Street, but it's still not a passion of mine. But what is a passion of mine is buying back the block that I actually can buy back. You know, so um, Akeisha's family owns property on Ferris Street. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, they actually owns, um, I'm not sure how it goes, but I do know that they have land on Fair Street. So it's easier for her to come in. You know, only thing you need is that capital, honey. And once you got that capital, you know, money make the world go round, baby. Money will move mountains. So, you know. You folks. Uh, yeah, let me leave Fair Street alone, honey. Yeah, we, we good on fairs. <laughs> um, water crisis happens mm-hmm. in Jackson. Did that affect you all as well? Um, so I don't necessarily stay in Jackson. I stay like in the outer skirts of Jackson. So it didn't affect me. Um, what it did affect was like my employees and, you know, of course the businesses around and, you know, I offered my employees to come and stay with us actually, because, you know, I, I don't, you know, I know how Flint water situation was. And I think it was like giving people cancer. It was just like a whole dangerous situation. So until Jackson got their, you know, the situation underhand, I felt like, you know, I, I have the rooms, I have the property, I have Airbnb, I have so, so many different resources. So why not extend it to my employees? So that's what I did. That says a lot. Thank you. Now they can get that out. Look, you out. Water work and go home. Right, the water work and go home. They don't want to go home. What you mean you let it run? Right, <laughs> just let it run for about ten. You gonna be okay? It's clear. It's clear. Look, you know when you let people, the the thought is good, but when they come in, you be like, "Look, I'm going to Yeah, I'm leaving. Yeah, good day. What do you want next? I mean, because it's Airbnb. You have you have the hair line. Wait, before we get to that. So, as a guy, mm-hmm. we don't have <laughs> the stuff. Like, we have to, like, go and pick and choose and find stuff. But it's like, guys don't get the hair care kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, a route you're willing to go into? No, I don't entertain it. Maybe like something with beards or something because a lot of guys they don't they don't care about their appearances, you know. This is not true. Really? Absolutely. This is not true. My husband is a man of men and honey, he walk out the door, he don't care about not a single appearance or outfit or see none of, we don't we don't care until it happens. So it's that moment that you get moisturizer. You're like, oh, this is what your face is supposed to feel like. <laughs> it's not supposed to be tight all up in here. Like, it's just, it's you want it, but it's really not there. And if you finally had to find like this line for moisturizer, this line for mm-hmm. time, this line for a face wash, because none of it just needs to be built together. Well, that's well, that's something to think about. Um, I just don't think that men are, you know, you have your metrosexual men or whatever, but like the manly man, like my husband, who don't give a fuck it's about Irish Spring and That's his favorite soap about the Irish Spring. <laughs> he'll bang with nothing else. I'm like, try this. Uh uh-uh, uh, I like my Irish Spring. I'm like, okay, get your Irish Spring, honey. It's cheap too. Whenever you say manly men, it's Irish Spring. <laughs> I swear to God, it is Irish Spring, the green soap. Like, oh, at least the charcoal. <laughs> it's Irish Spring. It is Irish Spring, honey. It's in the green. Oh, uh, the green in Irish Spring, honey. You look bad. 
for the men using Irish spray, you don't have a lick of moisture in your body <laughs> anywhere. Everything is dried out. Your skin, skin is not supposed to feel like that. It's not supposed to hurt when you sit there. <laughs> and you know what? His skin is really rough. <laughs> Because it's Irish spring. Look, it's Irish spring and degree, no um, lotion. Like, I've been trying, but he's like, uh-uh, it takes a while. And I'm like, okay. Just pour half it out and put, like, some essential oil or something in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's next for you? That was my original question. Um, so what's next for me is I want to enter into, like, the retail industry. You know, I think that's super amazing. Um, I've accomplished so much, like, you know, with the retail industry, the real estate world. Um, I don't know. It's just, you know, anything that's going to make a coin, honey, I'm, I would entertain it. I'm, I'm a serial entrepreneur. You know, I've tried several things that didn't work. And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs don't tell you is we literally, we sit here and we try things and everything don't work out, Yeah. you know, but you just have to keep pushing and I'm going to keep pushing it to like this work, this work, this didn't work. These next three things may work. So, um, like I said, I want to get into, you know, the, the retail stores, the retail world, which I'm actually working on something now. So hopefully, and you know, I don't like to talk about stuff, but fuck it. if it's meant to happen, then it's meant to happen. And that it is what it is. I'm tired of hiding, you know, I'm tired of hiding shit and, you know. It's weird because you have, you have the group people say you have to speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. And then you have the group that says, all right, don't tell nobody. Mm-hmm. So it's like, am I speaking it into existence to myself? Right. Like, like, what's going on? Not telling folks. It's like, well, if you don't tell, if you don't ask, you can't get. And it's like, it's, it's mixed messages. Yeah, and I had to get out of that superstition world. Like, you know, your thoughts are so powerful. Whatever you think is what's to become. And I know, you know, I know the next steps for me. I just spoke it to you, and that's what it is. You know, I spoke on um, my building and me wanting to buy back the block and to own my own, you know, my own retail store. Like I was renting at first, and my landlord, you know, he was a foreign guy. He wasn't pleasant. Like he was real disrespectful. You know, we don't, we tend to rent from people that, disrespect us or that don't really value our dollar and I was like you know I'm tired of it so I actually I purchased my building and you know we're starting renovations on that and I'm just you know super excited about that and just giving other entrepreneurs a chance because we're going to do like salon suites or just suites in general up top and then at the bottom is going to be like a retail store so you know congrats thank you um, last question. Mm-hmm. If there's anything that you could do over from the show, from from <laughs> from the moment you walk into that brunch, no, I do that. One. No, I'm just playing. Is, is there? Well, she called your friend laptop. Take a little laptop. Little laptop. I girl, girl, really. <laughs> do not know me. Right. We don't look. You don't. You know me, but I don't know you. Anything you could do over again, like only one thing, what would it be? Um, if I can do anything over, I honestly wouldn't have said a word to her. Like I probably just would have lived because I'm so at peace with myself now, just having a peaceful life. And, you know, with peace brings me, you know, I feel like peace brings me a peace of mind, which 
helps me think clearly, which brings me more to success. Yeah. You know, so that whole little me saying just one thing back to her started like a whole spiral of, you know, lies, a whole web of lies. And, you know, her thinking, well, her putting something out there that she knows really isn't what it is, Mm -hmm. you know, so just not even acknowledging or giving her my energy. Like, I don't give people my energy. Yeah. You know, I rather, I rather you be mad at me than me mad at you. And in this case, I'm, I'm not mad at anybody. I don't hold a grudge against anybody. I can literally walk into a room with her now and I won't be faced because, you know, I know who I am. I know, you know, I haven't done anything. So I don't, I don't miss over people, which is why I, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in karma, which is why I always reap back good things, you know, and that's just what it is. <laughs> Wild magazine, honey. <laughs> <laughs>